the importance of your imagination. Your imagination is your substance. Everything you imagine, I mean the picture you create in your mind's eye and you hold on to for some time, there is a law that guides the whole universe that suggests that whatsoever you picture in your mind's eye and you sustainably hold on to for some time, the force, the magnetic field in the earth will cause you to attract those things to you. Hallelujah. King Solomon put it this way. He said, as a man thinketh, so is he. In other words, what you think in relation to yourself summarizes who you are and what you have and everything that you are about. See, con men, criminals who act in the disguise of, you know, business associates to swindle people usually engage their imaginations. This is the reason why they appear real to their unsuspecting victims. And they may not even know why they always have their way. The politicians use their imaginations more than the Christians themselves. When you Christian want to watch movie, you watch movies where they show you Coven. You watch a movie of how a person used to be very poor, filling your imaginations with the perception of poverty. And you now hold on to those pictures in your head. God is good. And the Christians, they are the ones that like those movies. Movies whereby a young person leaves the village to go to the city and is living with his uncle and they lied against him. But just like the story of Joseph. Those are the things you want to see. And when you sit with your children watching that kind of movie, they will grow up attracting people that will accuse them wrongly. And they will feel they will need to serve somebody before they become something. You go to church, the only thing they are telling you is Joseph's diligence. He will not tell you the outcome of Joseph. You want to become a person of substance, you should think in the perspective of abundance. Because what you think is what you would attract. You are a magnet. Anything you hold on to in your mind's eye, you will magnet to you. That's the simplest language I can give. Christians are struggling because when you go to churches where deliverance takes place, they have the highest number of people that are living below poverty line in those churches. What you do not imagine, you cannot attract. That's one of the importances of your imagination. Within your substantial imagination is a power to attract what you imagined. Let's read the book of Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall be corrupt by flatteries. But the people who do know their God shall be strong and do exploit. The Bible said those that know their God shall be strong and do what? Exploit. Go to Romans chapter 1 verse 21. Hallelujah. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish hearts was darkened. You know, they preached about Christ to you. And you have been given the knowledge about God. You now assume you know God. And 
the book of Romans chapter 1 verse 21, there is saying, those that know God shall be made strong and they shall do exploits. They have known God. They were supposed to be able to do exploits. Now, these ones know God, but their hearts are filled with what? Vain imagination. In other words, their imagination is empty. So their heart is darkened. This is the reason for the poverty in the church. They don't engage their imagination correctly. They use their imagination to hold grudge and hold on to the mistakes of others. They are the record keeper. You stop thanking God and you begin to hold on to the record of other people's wrongs. The false image that you created of an angel in your imagination will not be working for you and you feel that you are moving in the anointing. But you are broke because you cannot engage your imagination. See, if you think from the perspective of lack, if you do not imagine yourself to have more than enough, you can never have more than enough. I mean, you will not be able to attract abundance. And you cannot be imagining abundance and be holding on people's record of the past. Your heart does not have that capacity. You have to choose one. Is it that you are holding on to people's past or you are holding on to what? A picture of how better you want your life to be. The doctrinal teaching and the pattern of preaching wealth is centered around give, give, and give. Without appealing to people's conscience, to have a deep understanding of it. A lot of people give and they do not receive in return because as they give, they give tight and everything, but they still hold on to other people's error. If you are a tighter and you pay more than your tight and you hold on to grudge, the mistakes of others, your tight cannot work for you. The blessings of God is what comes to you, is what you do out of free will, is not what you do out of compulsion. You give tight because you are blessed, not because you want to be blessed. It's a free will activity. Nobody should arrest anybody or you trip anybody for not tithing. See, it is a law of life. If you are a businessman and you do not pay your tax, you can't be blessed. It's that simple. You can't be blessed from a particular community where you do your business. And there's a system that gets the donations to improve on the social amenities of that same community. You can't be doing business and not pay tax and expect that that business should grow. That business would never grow. You may have the excuse that those politicians, they are all thieves. They will embezzle the money. Why don't you play your part first and leave them to embezzle? Let God know how he will deal with them. Pay your tax. Christ paid tax. If you do not tax and you pay tithe, the Lord will not rebuke the devourer for your sake. If you tithe and you do not pay your tax, the Lord will not rebuke the devourer for your sake. And let me tell you, if you evade justice, your children will suffer for it because you are laying a bad foundation that your children will suffer from. There's a reason why they teach you integrity. Integrity is not for you. It's for your coming generations. You are laying a foundation that your coming generations benefit from. God knows about the government. The government is a replicated structure of what heaven looks like. That's why when you see your president moving, you see entourage. You see people. That's where heaven is. They are trying to show you how you are supposed to be living. See, God Almighty in his wisdom has been stylishly showing you what your life should be like. But you want to fight it because you feel they are corrupt. God knew that Saul will change after he becomes the king of Israel. He still made him king. 
God knows the end from the beginning. See, the Lord wants to liberate somebody. And Christ said that you are clean because of the words I've spoken to you. The words that I speak are spirit and life. This is the word that brings eternal life. You can die to your old pattern of thinking. The Bible says, if any man being Christ is a new creature, in other words, the old pattern of thoughts are gone. To have a renewed mind is to change the pattern through which you think. You are now educated. Or now you should jealously know what you think about. Instead of thinking in the direction of negativity or losses, why don't you think about positivity? Remember, what you are thinking dominantly in your mind is what you attract. You are either the creator of your own misery or the creator of your fortune. May God bless his word. If you are conversant with the podcast, you can easily locate your Spotify application where you can catch us up by searching Apostle Solomon Paul on Spotify. And we are on Google Podcasts as well with the same name, Apostle Solomon Paul. We're also on Breaker Radio with the same name, Apostle Solomon Paul. And under the name Apostle Solomon Paul, you'll find every of our broadcasts. And you can click on any where you can be inspired by the Spirit-filled message as delivered by us in Jesus' name.